Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dumb. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. And we're live. October 7th. Listen, you boy, 187. It's a landmark moment in our industry, Jimmy. I was waiting for you to say that. You've been... Since you were a child, you've been dreaming about what it would be like to someday have a podcast and hit episode number 187. You know, I've often, ta- I've often talked about how when I was five or six years old, I was a big baseball fan, still am. Uh-huh. The Blue Jays were winning. They had the cool new stadium, the Sky Dome, and I, I sat there watching Joe Carter hit that home run over the fence, and I said, you know what? One day I want to do a podcast, specifically 187 episodes with a guy from that same city, and here right. I am, a success story, Jimmy. Did I tell you the story about how I pretended to be Kelly Gruber's cousin? Have I told you that story? I think so. I did. Yeah, I think yeah. Did. yeah. Kelly Gruber. Yeah. Anybody, anybody uh, watching? Anybody watching? If you ever want to get into a private box at an arena, just tell them that you're a superstar's cousin, because that worked. And I got into a private box at the Sky Dome. What What year was that? When they were big, so it would have been ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, around that time. How old were you? Uh, 19-ish, 18, 19. Wow, really? He was, yeah, because he was doing an interview for TV, and wow. I, was, I was standing maybe 20 feet away, and then we saw there was a box open. We saw bottles of champagne in there. And so I, I strolled on over, and a security guard said, you can't go in there. And I said, that's my cousin. The, guy, the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's oh, that's go right amazing. In. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Well, so, guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. I'll get the plugs out of the way. I had a, an interview with Ben Carter this past Monday. You've seen him in AEW. He's got interest from every company. Thursday, I have an interview with Amber Nova, who has appeared on Impact and NXT uh, going up on the site. But uh, also Thursday evening, 
Jeremy Lambert and I did a mock draft in which uh, we had to restart because he made me rage quit immediately. But that's up right now for all subscribers of FightfulSelect.com. Go over there, support what we do here. If you've said, ah, oh, you know what? I love this exclusive news. Uh, go support us over there. Uh, pretty soon we're going to be working it into the main site, but uh, still got a ways to go on that. But just go over to FightfulSelect.com. That'll always be the domain. But if you want to support on this show, if you want to get your question or statement read, donate a super chat. We've already got a few of them, Jimmy. Pass it to DJ. Says, does Jimmy have a favorite NFL team? No. Um, um, I mean, maybe I would say just based on proximity, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, no, I don't. Tim Traver says, I'm having a super blessed day with my Fightful family. Hashtag faithful to Fightful. Still keeping the movement going. Tim is a lot more uh, nice than me, so he uses FTF in a much different manner. Hey, it's not, uh, what was it called? Swear no Free September? Se- right. No, no Profanity September. I actually got some more supplies on my porch delivered moments before this went on the air. I'm going to be doing some deliveries this week. Uh, for big you. shout out to Ron Patel for sponsoring that. That was very cool of him. Do I still have to match it? Yeah, you do. Okay, he, just he, send me send me an invoice or something. Okay, he upped it to 1200 by the way. Oh, th- thanks for telling me. Midway through the month. You might as well just say, by the way, Jimmy, he upped it to ten grand. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. He would too. That's the kind of guy that he is. Oh, and and here's the funny thing. I don't know how often you've heard us mention Haritos on the Monday show. No. But he said, by the way, order some of that for yourself. So I'm going to drink a Haritos live on the air Monday. What is it? Is it pop or something? So it is it is a like I think it's Mexican soda with real sugar. And it's actually very good. I tried really? it last night. It was very good. My wife and I liked it. But uh, Jobber actually sends in a serious question. He says, what is Florida doing? Boy, is that an evergreen question, Jimmy. Any episode, <laughs> <laughs> any yeah. episode that we have ever any done. Any time of the year. Yeah, yeah. This, this could have been right after any stupid people segment, anything. Yep. Hold what on. Hold, so hold, doing? Just hold on to that question for a minute, and then we'll talk about it. Because okay. uh, I, I know I know he's talking about the Dolphins, so we'll talk about it. Uh, the first thing I want to do is I want to tell a quick story because uh, this kind of you know indirectly promotes my charity initiative, Grappling with Grief. So I want to tell you the story. So we're doing a series over there called Heavy Hearts, which is about overcoming obesity. I had you know big weight issues when I was a kid. I know on camera when you look at me now, I still got the double chin, but I'm actually in pretty good shape now. But uh, as a kid, I had big issues, so we're doing this series. I met this woman named Joanne Raymond. I heard her story because she was in People magazine. This lady, Sean, she lost over 100 pounds three times. Wow. Three times. And so I reached out to her. I knew that she was, she was living in Pennsylvania, so I reached out to her to do a, an interview for Heavy Hearts. As it turns out, she's from Toronto. What are the odds of that? That is that, they're pretty wild odds. You talk about small, like just a small world. Yeah. So tomorrow, October 8th, the uh, episode featuring her story is going up on grapplingwithgrief.com. And uh, it's amazing, 100 pounds three times. That's just unheard of. And uh, But she did it, and so uh, we tell that story tomorrow, so check that out. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, Jimmy, because I know a thing or two about weight loss. I used to cut weight all the time for wrestling. There you go. And I was dropping some pounds earlier this year because I was getting back in the ring. I didn't want to be as embarrassing as the person that I was going to wrestle. So you know what I did? 
I can guess. I, Go ahead. I cut out all the cereal, Jimmy. Well, not all the cereal. Not my friends over at Magic Spoon. You, you got to have some luxuries in life when you're dieting, when you're getting in better shape. You got to have stuff to help you along. Magicspoon.com can do that, and you can do it when you use that code FIGHTFUL. I was trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, and unhealthy food, and I'm heading right back there. I'm about to get back in the gym, or at least my gym. And Magic Spoon's going to be a big part of my diet. They got four flavors in that variety pack, cocoa, frosted, fruity, and blueberry, 11 grams of protein, zero sugar, or I think it's three net grams of carbs in each serving. It's keto-friendly, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free, and gluten-free. I love the frosted and the fruity flavor. Uh, I, those have been my go-tos now. I started off with the cocoa, and I, I like that because it helps curb my appetite for chocolate. I love Magic Spoon. You guys need to check this out. They are so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. I'll ask you personally, what's wrong with you? Is there no pleasing you? Magic Spoon rules. I thank them for sponsoring us. Hit them up at Eat Magic Spoon. I can't tell you how much that helps us. Whenever you all tweet them, even if you don't order it, if you say, hey, I heard about you through Fightful, they know that you become aware because of, uh, of, because of us. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful for free shipping. Grab a variety pack today. It is well worth it. One of my favorite things about it is when I eat regular cereals, I'll eat like half the box in one sitting. I'm a glutton. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> one bowl of Magic Spoon fills me up. All that protein, you're good to go. How do they sweeten it if there's no sugar? I'm not sure. I'll have to look mm. in the ingredients, but I love it. It's very good. So should we uh, answer that person's Florida thing? I was going to talk about that later, mm -hmm. but we could talk about it now if you want. Do you want to? Sure. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about the latest with WWE traveling again. Uh, because there's, there's rumors about WrestleMania, but I guess the first thing we'll address is the thing about Florida. So even though Governor DeSantis gave this clearance, don't expect it to happen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Governor DeSantis, who's got to be one of the worst politicians across America, he uh, gave the Miami Dolphins clearance to fill their stadium so for NFL stupid. games. 65,000 fans... I looked up uh, the state of Florida, and when it comes to COVID cases, yeah, they're not doing you know ten thousand new cases a day anymore. They're still doing two or three a day. Yeah, and so uh, sixty-five thousand uh, is foolish. The NFL is not going to green like that. And so I, I saw that the news stories kind of ran with this, like, oh, the Dolphins are going to fill up their stadium. The NFL is not going to green like that, and so uh, that's not going to happen. But Governor DeSantis, one of the worst politicians in the U.S., uh, gave the green light on that. So. Tell me what you're hearing because – so there's a lot of rumors, but nothing official. There are rumors that uh, at the end of this month, WWE is not going to extend their contract with Amway in Orlando. Uh, there are rumors that they're looking to do Tampa for Mania again in a big venue. Tell me what you're hearing about uh, plans to uh, travel and get a live audience. Around the same time that Gary Cassidy of Inside the Ropes had reported about the Tampa thing, that's something that John Alba and I had heard as well, and we were kind of checking into it, and it is what we've heard. Not only that, but in addition to WWE, there are other wrestling companies that are booking venues for this March as if it's going to happen in Tampa. So there are, are companies that are being proactive in that regard. So a lot of people in the industry are under the impression that it's going to happen. And usually they got a pretty good idea of it if they're going to book like a convention hall 
or a venue. They're not going to just throw away their money in doing that. Mm-hmm. As far as the end of the month, a lot of the stuff about them moving on and traveling was before the most recent outbreak. But I say that they're still planning on bringing NXT talent back to to train as if that wasn't what caused it to begin with. The fact that they were training four days a week, but only testing one or two days a week. Mm -hmm. That's how you spread COVID, as we've learned. Uh, When you don't have masks around, even even when you do have masks around, you're in close proximity, and and those droplets are getting transferred. It's just, ah, man, it's not a good idea. Talent that I spoke to did not want to do any additional travel. Many of them already live in Florida, especially Orlando. So for them, it's getting on a plane flying to another state, traveling around, going into hotels, going into restaurants, because they ain't going to bring their chicken breasts on the plane with them, probably. (laughs) Uh, Probably not. Yeah, then they've got to fly back to Orlando, go through that airport, all the dummies around there, and go back home and take who knows what to their family. Are they getting COVID tested on their way back? Probably not. They're probably getting COVID tested on the way in, it's a mess. Just stay in Florida. Stay, keep somewhat of a bubble in what you can. What's Bad. happening right now with some talent? Because because we talked about this last week. Almost the entire WWE roster is either back or they have appeared at some point during COVID. So the guys that do not live in Florida, Bobby Roode being an example, is he staying in Florida right now or is he flying back and forth to Canada? Do you, I don't know. Do I'm going to okay. find out, but okay. Sunil and Samir Singh haven't been there. Um, and I, I think they're based out of Canada. Yeah, I, I'm Vancouver, sure they are. Yeah. Other than that, I think that everybody's been back. Uh, Bo Dallas, everybody pretended that they, they wanted Bo Dallas to come back because of that motorcycle thing. Mm-hmm. I never had anybody before three weeks ago saying, where's Bo Dallas? Man, I'm waiting for Bo Dallas. Thought it was going to be Bo Dallas. All of a sudden, Ember Moon comes back and people are like, well, I thought Bo. No, Bo took time off a year ago. It had nothing to do with the pandemic. He's been gone since last November. The Forgotten Sons, it was not related to the COVID thing. I know Jackson Riker's sitting in North Carolina right now, but that's that's of his own doing. Other than that, Mojo Rawley, I don't think anything's wrong with him. I think that he's fine. Everybody I swear else, he, was, he was one of the guys under the mask pretending to be retribution. I know it was probably. him. Yeah, it was. It so he's around. Been. Yeah. Might have been. Well, yeah, he's fine from what yeah. I understand. Well, the other thing that makes me question about the whole plans to travel, furloughed staff is starting to come back. So, like, Scott, Ar- Scott Armstrong's back as a referee. Billy Kidman's back, uh, you know, behind the scenes. So that usually is an indication that they're, you know, making plans to do something. Yeah. But, uh, but I agree. I, I think it would be really foolish. I mean, we'll talk about it, I guess, in a, in a minute. But the, the whole Capitol Wrestling Center thing, at least they kind of had pods of live fans. I mean, like, it's a start, you know? Yeah. But uh, but they'd be foolish, and, and DeSantis is out to lunch. I wouldn't even listen to that idiot. He's yeah, I would. he's a fool. Man, he is, so and dumb. I know there's going to be pro-Republican shitting on us. I'm not Republican, and I'm not right. dem- and I'm not a Democrat. This has nothing to do with the political party. He's an idiot. Yeah. And if he was he a Democrat, I'd still say he's an idiot. He cares more about money than the safety of people. Yeah, he's an and idiot. And that's, that's a bad mark for a politician, yeah. any of them. I don't care what you are, Democrat, Republican. Uh, no, I agree. He's foolish. Yeah. Church of um, Satan, don't care. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, if we had a if we had somebody representing the Church of Satan, they might win the election. 
Anyway, I want to move on and talk about the latest with the WWE Twitch and Cameo situation and get the latest from Olshan Rossap. So the last I heard is that uh, they've told talent, hand over your Cameo accounts now, hand over your Twitch accounts at the end of October. That's the last I heard. Uh, and they had previously established the date of October 2nd as the deadline, and now, of course, we're past that date. What's the latest you've heard on this? Because uh, two things quickly. Roderick Strong closed his Cameo account which may or may not be related to this, probably is. The other thing was Alexa Bliss, her account, it's still under her real name, Lexi Kaufman. Mm -hmm. She's now using a WWE photo, and she increased her price to 400 bucks. And so I'm wondering now if if that's all happening because WWE has now taken a a hold of her account. Because if they have, wouldn't they just put Alexa Bliss's name back up there? You know? Yeah. So what's the latest you're hearing on all this? I'm hearing that they're being very vague about a lot of this stuff. I wouldn't expect to see pro wrestling tea stores or anything like that up either. But if it's under a former gimmick, I don't know why they wouldn't be able to. Uh, like, I get it. If Johnny Gargano is out there selling Johnny Gargano shirts on pro wrestling tees, that's an issue. Even though he used that name before, WWE trademarked that sense. I get it. While he's under their employee, that's just the way it works. Cameo and Twitch are, I mean, I think Big E may have switched platforms, but I saw another one using another WWE image, and I'm like, why? Why? Get ahead of yourself. Don't do that. WWE is going to run their own Cameo. They've got their own Twitch. They just never promote it. But, uh, yeah, they're not very clear with some people. There are a lot of people who don't have any idea what's going on. I know Andrew Yang claimed that people were being forced to sign new deals. I don't know who told him that. But I have not been told that. In fact, I've been told, no, I've not been forced to sign a new deal by a lot of people. However, there have been discussions of that. And quite frankly, if WWE wrestlers are not using WWE IP, then there's no way WWE can realistically prevent them from doing this. I've been in touch with with a, a contract attorney about this and... there's no realistic way unless they agree to an amendment or a new deal. I actually just, I posted that on Twitter. Somebody asked me the other day about uh, how can they get talent to sign new contracts. I responded and I said, I think it's probably an amendment. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I have experience with this. So, so if you want to do things, you know, proper and legal, let's say you have an employee and he's got a certain title and a certain salary. And then he moves over to say a different division, new title, new salary. If you want to do it proper and legal, they're supposed to sign an amendment. Uh, and the way it works is that their existing terms and conditions still apply, but you sign an, an amendment to reflect any changes like that. And so in this situation, that's probably what WWE would do is, is try to get guys to sign amendments. Yeah. Uh, and so and what, what WWE is trying to do, they're trying to make the money back on these big downsides they started to sign a couple of years ago. Jimmy, a point that would be pretty interesting to you those big saudi payoffs we heard about yeah. a lot of people aren't getting saudi payoffs because those are going into their downside really so yes so while they a lot of them we hear about these giant downsides really they're making maybe a little bit more than they would have otherwise it's just that money is guaranteed now right so yeah i, I talked to multiple people that were like we didn't even get a saudi payoff because of that I mean, you know, another question that I've been asked is what happens if they don't sign? Obviously, depending on who they are, nothing's going to happen. 
if they tell Roman Reigns to get off Cameo, fine, Roman Reigns is taken care of. And, and what he makes on Cameo versus what he makes, you know, on his contract is not the same. So Roman Reigns is probably going to comply. But let's say that Roman Reigns said, go fuck yourself. WWE is not going to do shit about, about Roman yeah. Reigns. But, and, and no disrespect to anybody, Paige, uh, and I mean no disrespect to Paige, I believe Paige is still under contract because she got injured on their watch. Mm-hmm. She had to retire on their watch, and they wanted to take care of her, and it was kind of a good PR thing. If Paige rocks the boat enough, I don't think WWE will think twice about parting ways with her. And, and, and no disrespect to her, but that's just kind of my opinion on it. I think depending on who you are, that's going to dictate what WWE does. However, if they do release anybody, they're not going to say that's the reason because they're not that stupid. They're not going to yeah. say, well, we, we released Paige because she wouldn't give us her Twitch. They're never going to say that. They're never going to say that, but there is already a paper trail of Vince McMahon, the head of the company, in very vague, n- non-specific terms saying, this can result in term- termination. Right. And that that was a bad move, I think, on WWE's part. It's, the whole thing is foolish. Like, the whole yeah. thing is dumb. It, it, it takes into, into, into issue the whole independent contractor thing. And the whole thing is just stupid. And it's another one of these situations where they just kind of bully the roster. Uh, and most of the talent on the roster just kind of goes along with it because that's just what they've always done. Now, and with Paige, I think that, one... I think that if there's one person on that roster that would step up and say something, I think it'd be Paige because she doesn't have an in-ring career. Yep. She's not featured on TV. Yep. She's making the amount of money that I heard I don't feel comfortable saying on the air because it's the kind of amount that I would want to check in on that she's making per month from Twitch. It's, it's an obscene amount from what I understand. And to be quite frank, if she so chose... AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, any number of those people would give her a paycheck to appear on their show and say literally anything. To commentate, to manage, to be a figurehead. Mm-hmm. She's good at that stuff. And she's also got the movie now, too. Yeah. Oh, you know? my gosh. And, yeah, and granted, it, granted, it is a WWE movie. But still, you know, she, she's, she's got other stuff that she's done. She's got enough notoriety. But at yeah. the same time, if you're WWE, you know, you can look at it and say, what's her value to us now? You know, it might not be a lot to them. I mean, but... Jimmy, Tony Schiavone says that he still gets like 100 or $200 at the beginning of every year for a bit part in Ready to Rumble, which lost money right. and was out 20 years ago. Fighting with my family came out last year made four times its budget. So, yeah, she's going she's gonna to make some money off that movie for quite a while. It's going to be like the super terrific happy hour. I don't know what that means. Jerry Seinfeld, 12-cent checks, his hand clawed up from signing 12-cent uh, royalty checks. Oh, wow. Remember that? Yeah. I didn't remember that. I, I, did, I did an interview with Victoria, uh, Lisa Marie Veron, where she joked that she still gets a $25 check from WWE every so often. Have you ever read Missy Hyatt's book? No, I haven't. She was dating Hervey, and and uh, in the book she said that he would go to his mailbox. This is years later. He would go to his mailbox, and there'd be royalty checks from the Wonder Years. Wow. Yeah, I mean, once this stuff is in syndication, they're mm-hmm. continually getting paid. Like, the Seinfeld people are making a shit ton. The Friends people are, too. Oh, my God. I'll tell you someone that I'm looking at to make a lot of money. Rob Deerdeck. You know him? The Fantasy Factory guy, Ridiculousness, Skateboarder no. guy. Oh my God! They've got—it's basically the, the reacting to fail videos that's on MTV. Five hundred and some episodes they put in the can. Really? Five hundred episodes they've got of that show. 
unreal. He's gonna he's set for life now if he wanted to. Well, one other thing about this whole Twitch thing that I wanna I wanna mention because this is something else I've been asked on uh, social media. Uh, do most of the talent even care since many of them are not active on Cameo or Twitch? Uh, and you know, you know, you can just tell by by people's public personas. Paige is very active. I don't think Kevin Owens is. You don't see him doing any of that stuff. My answer to that is it's establishing precedence. And, and if I was a member of the WWE roster, that would be the reason I would be concerned, regardless of how active I am on Twitch or Cameo. It's establishing precedence. Once you give WWE the green light to take over a platform that you have been working on independently, that means they can basically do it whenever. What if Kevin Owens decides a year from now, hey, there's this new platform, and I kind of like it, and then a year after that, WWE, yoink, we're going to take that from you. You're establishing yeah. precedence. Yoink, indeed. Yoink, indeed, yeah. And so <laughs> that, that's why uh, if I was a member of the roster, I'd be concerned about it, and I wouldn't be happy about it. And uh, we'll see. And, and you know, the, the shitty thing from WWE's perspective, Vince McMahon is a millionaire many times over. Stephanie and Triple H are millionaires many times over. They made that money in large part off the backs of their roster. They have these contracts making almost $500 million a year just on U.S. rights. And now you're saying, yeah, you made us rich WWE roster, but that's not enough. So yeah. give us your cameo. It's pretty weak. It's there, pretty weak. there are far too many people of the, the belief, oh, well, WWE made them. No, it's not the way it works. It's a collaborative effort. Collaborative effort. You make the stuff. You you give them that platform, but they have to excel. They have to do the work too. So, without your roster, you don't have a company. Yeah, you know that's how it is. And of course, Vince should make the most because he's 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 you know the pioneer of it, and his money is utilized in order to kind of keep this vehicle running. But again, without that talent, you have nothing. And it's not like they're making so much on Cameo that they're draining your bank account. Come on, yeah, like a few thousand bucks a month, whatever it is, like. It's really not that big of a deal, but uh, they're making it a big deal, of course, because they want to create their own. And the whole thing is just a really bad, it's a really bad idea in terms of what you're doing to your morale. It's a bad look. Yeah, it well, is. It is. Moving mean, on. We, well, uh, moving on to some super chats. Okay, go ahead. Throwback27 says, thank you for helping me today, Sean. Uh, thank you, Fightful. Yeah, glad that, that worked out for you. Uh, Tim Traver says, another home-cooked meal this weekend. Not sure what I'm cooking for dinner. My wife is cooking steak tonight. Your I'm wife actually, cooks steak? Yeah, of course. I, I barbecue steak like a normal man does, Sean. Well, she does too. I mean, <laughs> cook. Well, it's the same thing. You can cook. It's, it's I'm just busting syn- your balls a little it's bit, a Sean. It's a synonym. Well, we're actually going to watch the vice presidential debate tonight. Enjoy some steaks. Um, I think, uh, I'm, now I know you don't pronounce her name Kamala. It's Kamala, right? Yeah. Kamala? She's yeah. going gonna, gonna to trounce Pence, I think. When I first heard him. of her name, I was immediately like, Oh my God! Is she related to the? Com- but I, I mean, did not, too. Not because of the the Kamala name. Her last name is Harris. Yeah, which is yeah. His right. James Harris's last name, but they're like not that different, not that far off in age. They're like eight years apart or something like what? that. What? Yeah. How old is she? Uh, older than you'd think. She, she looks is, really good. She's fifty-five. Okay, I know, I would not have thought that she not that fifty five is old. No, but, no, but not I, at all. But no, I wouldn't have thought she was that old. She's fifty five, and Ka- Ka- Kamala, the wrestler, was seventy. So I mean, there is when I thought that I was like maybe a niece or a daughter or something. No, just just a circumstance. Uh, but 
We also have a super chat from Cot Young saying, Hey, Sean, I'm a student journalist wondering if you are looking for any writers. It's just fun for experience. No pay. Love the content, mate. Uh, I always say I'll never ask anybody to work for free. If they volunteer to work for free, we probably got something that you can do. Uh, we're always looking to have people develop like that. I mean, we've had a lot of people that ended up on our paid staff like that as well. So uh, email me and we'll figure something out. T Smitty 3000 says the Bianca Belair vignettes are great. Back in the day, Razor Ramon, Million Dollar Man, and Mr. Perfect got over with vignettes before having a match. So did Crime Time. Val so Venus. Did Val Venus. Yep. So did uh, Muhammad Hassan. A lot of them happened. You have to walk the line of being cheesy. And I thought a couple of them were cheesy. I loved this week's. To me, I would have just shown the video that she tweeted of her running hurdles. My God, she blew the doors off those people. The question she, is, Sean Ross, could she have done that with the long hair? I'm not going to mention anything <laughs> like that. But I got to say, she's a smart, brilliant, athletic woman with natural charisma and a star quality. The, they'll find a way to try to mess it up, but hopefully they don't. Zach Barber says, black don't crack, Jimmy. Thank you, Zach, for that. Evan Wright says, if you want a happy hour, hot diggity dog. I think that they should have played those vignettes before they actually brought her up from NXT. That would have made more sense. More as hasty a, decisions, man. Yeah, that's the that's that's the problem. If they had have waited, played those first, then had her debut, and granted, it's harder with no live fans. Yeah. But it would have gotten over more than you've already been on TV, you had the thing with Zelina. Now we don't know what to do with you, so we're playing vignettes. That's basically what's happening. Evan Wright says <laughs> I don't know if you saw. I don't know. I got it. First off, I want to see if the article that I post or I assigned is up there. But uh, a couple more plugs, guys. Taylor Hendricks has a ton of articles this week from the Jericho 30th anniversary. She's looking at Jordan Grace, even like like all kinds of stuff. If you all haven't checked out her author page, Taylor Hendricks is doing all kinds of great stuff for us. Uh, really, really liking that. So we got a super chat, and I don't think the article has been posted yet. Jeremy, oh, here we go. Yes, yes, it has. Juice Robinson saying to go won't choppy choppy his pee pee was wild. Saw that. Guys, one of the best promos in all of wrestling. Just wanted your thoughts. Well, for those of you who don't know, the guy Dick to go was in Kai and Tai yep. when they did the Val Venus choppy choppy my pee or your pee pee thing. So I assigned the headline Dick to stay. Juice Robinson tells Dick to go. He won't choppy choppy his pee-pee off like Val Venus. Wasn't he the same guy that said Poopsie Daisy? That was him, right? Yep. I signed one on that, too. Yeah. He's he's another guy that's probably going to get to, I don't know what his contract situation is, but he's another guy that the American companies are going to go after when he's available. Oh, yeah. So he's, oh, yeah. he's funny. He's funny. He's a, good, he's a good speaker. Aaron Entertainment says, did you see the WWE bump mock draft? It was so bad. Uh I did. It was, I think, maybe the second episode of The Bump ever that I've watched, and I watched it because, quite frankly, RJ City is my friend. I like RJ City. Uh, and he I was on The Bump? Was, yeah, he really? was on The Bump, and he drafted against Xavier Woods, and as a troll to break up New Day, he drafted Big E first overall, which I thought was very funny. Nice, nice. I, uh, I watched about two minutes of the inaugural episode of The Bump, and I've not watched it since. It's a terrible show. My opinion. Yes, that is your opinion. Yeah, yeah. I like to keep the peace, Jimmy. Oh, okay, well, cool. I, I, I just kind of say what I feel like saying. J just saying, I do consider it promotional malpractice. No disrespect to anybody that's there. 
Okay. Denise Salcedo should be on that show. <laughs> she, was she not? No, Denise Salcedo should be on the bump. She was on Denise, something. What was it? She was on their their watch along oh, a year right, ago that's right, that's yesterday. Right. That's right. She was there when the Hell in a Cell happened. There you go. Oh God, that one. Yeah. Oh man. Imagine Can't... sitting there watching that and and trying you know being nice like Denise is and not burying the whole thing because Sean Waltman buried the whole thing. Did you right see the there? guy on Twitter that defended that? Did you see that? No. So I, I posted something about, uh, uh, you know, does anybody care about The Fiend now? Because we've seen him get his ass kicked by a bunch of guys. And one of them I mentioned was Rollins. And then he said Rollins never kicked his ass. And then you God. said, you said, actually, Rollins stomped him like 42 times and the referee stopped the match. And the guy tried to defend it by saying, but yeah, but then he popped right back up. Oh, God. It's like you're missing the point. You know, they still yeah. made Bray White look like an idiot, which is, which is kind of the point. Um, but I want to move on and talk about something positive. And before I do, Camillo, I want you to hit media one. You got to accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, and latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. And we're back. Figured I should get more use out of that than one week since my team put effort into it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so retribution, Sean. For the first time, I'm interested in retribution. Me too. Yeah. I uh, I do you think they're going to tie the hacker deal into this whole thing? They better. They better. Uh, I've got about fifteen hundred words in the can, waiting to release on this. These guys went out of their way to make the best of a bad situation on social media. All that, and now they got Ali, who had the hacker thing. Yeah. And all, even if they don't, even if they don't tie it in, if I'm Ali, I'm going on Twitter and I'm tying it in myself. Did you see the post on? It might have been the WWE on Fox Twitter account. No, they made reference to the hacker with Ali. Yeah, but WWE on Fox is not in canon. I know that. I know that. But I at least it was you know something. Even loosely associated with WWE, at least there was reference made, but mm-hmm. uh, but they did. But I I thought now number one, Ali makes sense based on his story, and I really like what we've seen out of Cedric Alexander with his promos. I hope that we see the same with Ali. Just tell your story. This guy was was he was supposed to be given a cherry spot. He was going to be in like a number one contender match. He got injured. Kofi Kingston was given the spot. Kofi caught fire. It was what it was. Ali got back from injury, and they had nothing for him. And he well, went so. A lot of people do say that, but he did get a title match like the next month. Did he? Ali did. Yeah. yeah. Against who? At Fastlane, uh, twenty nineteen. He came back and he got put in that triple threat match. I don't with, even recall uh, that. With I think with Daniel Bryan, it was Daniel Bryan against Mustafa Ali and Kevin Owens for the WWE title. Jesus, I don't even remember that. Exactly. No, and no, I don't think anybody does, but. Uh, you know, even he himself on Twitter recently was kind of jokingly referring to himself as main event Mustafa because he was on main event every week. So that whole story, I think he needs to tell. But there was one thing about his performance on Monday that to me kind of outshone everything else. So, yes, it makes sense that he'd be in that spot. He, he has reason to have sourness, you know, towards his position and everything makes sense. But the one thing about his performance that I love, Sean, the presence that he showed, yeah. like when he got back in the ring. And he kind of slowly walked to the middle of the ring, and then he looked at the hard camera. 
Not everybody has that. And, and I know it sounds like a really simple thing. It's not. How many guys have you seen that they, they, they go too, too, they work too hard with their facial expression? They look like a clown. Cedric Alexander did that on, uh, on two counts a lot where, you know, he, he'd have a guy down for, say, two and a half. And then the look on his face, he looks like a clown because he's trying too hard. Mustafa just slowly walked to the center, looked at the hard camera, the presence that he showed, Sean. I watched that thing, and this guy's he's got a chance, this guy. He does. He and does. I, I know. I, I, I've talked to Ali about it before. Vince McMahon does have the confidence in him for that. When those vignettes aired, Vince didn't say, hey, do this, hey, do that. Vince would tell him that he needed one, and he'd go do one. And then right. it would air as he presented it. That's a level of confidence, despite the booking. That's a level of confidence Vince McMahon doesn't have in a lot of people because I he didn't have that level of confidence in people like Steve Austin at times. You're right. Because Steve Austin, he would uh, Bruce Pritchard would always say that the, the joke with Steve Austin was he would do things to make sure that they did it live or they did it once so Vince wouldn't have him do it over and over again. Right. That is, oh, man, I, I, I was so happy to see that for Ali. And I was too. I don't think this has been the long-term plan. I no. really don't. But it makes sense because yeah. Ali has targeted the Hurt Business, and so has so has Retribution. All It reminds me of a storyline in, like, 2010, 2011 in TNA that I thought was underrated. For months, you had Samoa Joe and I think Sting and Kevin Nash saying, like, there's a conspiracy here. Bischoff and Hogan are trash people. They're trash. They're bad. And everybody looked at these three guys like the heels. Then Hogan and Bischoff revealed themselves as the bad guys, and you realize, wait, those Nash and Joe and Sting, they were the good guys all along. That, that's kind of what I see here with Ali and Retribution right now. What have they said that's not true? Sure, they chainsawed a ring. Who among <laughs> us hasn't wanted to chainsaw that ring after watching 15 Apollo Crews Hurt Business matches? Yeah. It, it happens. They they have been held back, and there's yeah. And I mean, they might have you know they, maybe they should have thought twice on the Molotov cocktails. Might want to thought yeah, twice on that maybe. Yeah, maybe Ali hacked a website and got him some good deals on it. <laughs> maybe he was able to skim somebody's credit card. But hey, have Ali say that he hacked some like access codes to get into the venue, anything like that? Make it make sense to me. That's all I'm asking. Evan Wright says. Dark Order stunk up the place before Brody Lee made it the best thing in wrestling. I'm willing to give Ali the benefit of the doubt now, WWE. That's a part of the column that I'm writing. It'll be up early on Fightful Select, but I was at the venue when Dark Order debuted, and it sucked, Jimmy. And through the end of the year, or through all, uh, much of the year, Dark Order sucked. They adopted the cult thing, and I was like, you know what? This is a little tongue-in-cheek. I'll give it a shot. I think the uh, yeah the the low light for them was the punches on Dustin Rhodes. Remember that? Yeah, and and to credit them, they referenced it on BTE. Evil Uno beat up and fired that guy. Oh, did he? Yes, because okay. he thought that he thought that he was like they they implied that he was like a mole or something trying to get into Dark Order, so they kicked him out of the group. Okay. And I mean, I was the, like, cool. the problem again is it, it still seems like Tony Khan assumes that people watching BTE watch Dynamite, which isn't true. No, there's not a lot so, of BTE crossover. On oh, there's show. not anymore. There's, okay, there's not been. No, I mean, for the love of God, you've got Dark Order claiming that they've got a Chili sponsorship, and Brody Lee would go around to each member. What did you do with your million dollars? And one of them's like, 
I spent it all on tap dancing lessons. Like they they aren't doing that on on the main show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll say this: Dark Order showing their individual personalities on being the elite has given them a lot more leash on the main show. People are a little bit more forgiving of of them as a result. Uh, John Silver's got like getting cult status right now. And I think that retribution doing that is helping as well. And I don't want to give away the whole damn column, but <laughs> Dominic Dijakovic, he has shown how, how quick witted he is. Mace, the former Dio Madden. He's done that weird typing thing. And that's yes. pretty funny. Slapjack has that stupid ass mask. So what has he done? He's grabbed like random pictures on the internet and just slaps the mask on their faces. That's pretty funny. Mia Yim is outright ignoring anybody referencing her in that group and is actively trolling Retribution on her personal account. Mercedes Martinez is pretending she's still on NXT pitching to be a part of Legato del Fantasma. Hmm. Like they're, I think that they're doing each unique smart things to make sure that WWE doesn't screw this up any more than they already have. And Ali being a part of it, I love Evan Wright says John Silver is a national treasure. Protect him. He is great. He is a sawed off monster. Did you notice that Mace is kind of continuing to evolve his look a little bit? Like he changed his gear. Did you notice that? Yes. I was watching him on Monday and you know, the first thing that popped into my head watching him, what's that? The the predator. Hmm. You know, the predator alien. Yeah. Put the predator alien next to the way Mace looked on Monday. Tell me that there's not similarities. Yeah, I like it. I, 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 mean, I, I would, I would bet there. money, if you could talk to Mace, I would bet money that he has emulated his look from the Predator. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about NXT. So my first question for you is, what did you think about the Capital Sports Entertainment Center? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it looked a lot better than, I thought it looked better than the Thunderdome. Really? Because, because, because the they pods? had fans around the ring, and the, the Thunderdome videos were up higher, so they're not right behind the wrestlers, distracting as much. Yeah, they had the, the, the fence there and everything, too. And I thought, because they have actual fans, the ambient audio kind of settled in through the middle part of the show, and I liked it a lot more. I just, I, it makes too much sense for them to not have their own soundstage in that, in that building, Jimmy. Do you think that when WWE wraps up the month with Amway, if they don't renew... That depending on the landscape, they might just go back to the performance center with uh, Ron SmackDown. I think so, but Jimmy, but uh, or say Jimmy Triple H. Triple H has way less money than Jimmy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Triple H says that they're not going to, or that he doesn't think that they should. Oh, he he was asked that question. Yeah, he was asked that question. He said that he likes the different feel and all that. Okay. Now, this this might not even be anything, and maybe I don't even need to mention it. What were your thoughts on them calling it the Capitol Wrestling Center, considering that Vincent Mann for years has tried to shy away from the word wrestling? And you, you do have guys that will say wrestling, say in a promo or something. Yeah. But now they actually branded something, you know, Capitol Wrestling Center. So what did you think about that? Or did you think, whatever, it is what it is? I thought I was a little bit surprised, but I didn't put too much thought into it because we have seen that terminology used much more in, in recent years. Okay, and do you know what Capital Wrestling was? Yeah, it was the company that, that existed and became WWE. Yeah, well, it was kind of the parent. It was kind of the parent. Yeah, and it was sold to uh, Titan. So the so the the assets of Capital Wrestling were sold from Vince's dad to Vince to Titan. So it's kind of from one parent to the other kind of thing. Well, but, that's uh, the thing. I, I was surprised the Thunderdome wasn't called like the Titan Dome. 
which a lot of people said that. Yeah. And and uh, and you and I spoke on this podcast about it. I bet you a lot of people don't even know what Thunderdome is in terms of like the Mad Max movie. And didn't you ask Denise and she didn't know? Yeah, she had no idea. And she's not alone. I think a lot of 20-somethings have no clue that Vincent Mann did not actually create the name Thunderdome. To me, it was so cliche to use Thunderdome. It was. Like, very like, 80s. and yeah, yeah, it was. It's like, why would you do that? It, it yeah. was... I mean, remember Great Balls of Fire? Like, he thought that was a good idea. Yes, yes. Stuck in the 80s. What have you heard about supposed plans for another NXT show? Because that's what we're all craving for is more television. Yeah, so I talked a little bit about this on the Backstage Report and the Monday Night Live show I do with Kenny McIntosh on Inside the Ropes. But this has been something that's been talked about for a very long time. They actually filmed a, a pilot for it last year, last summer. But there were a lot of wrestlers that were like, uh, I don't know if this would really benefit me. It was originally pitched as NXT Underground, but the only similarities would have been that uh, the, the it was like PC Underground or something like that. But it was going to have a darker, grittier setting, and there would be some people around the ring. Uh, and it was for people that was going to get, that, that needed exposure before they got to TV. But it got put on the back burner. I, I know that some in the company thought that it was too much like AEW Dark. And the thing is, they had this idea before AEW Dark, but they were taking their time putting it together. I had heard a, about a month, month and a half ago, that they were talking about it again. And the idea would have been to put a lot of the Evolve names that got signed on there as well. But I don't know what the new breakout or the outbreak, the breakout, the breakout of COVID, the outbreak of COVID would do to that. But it has been discussed in recent months. And I, I just don't think we need any more TV unless it's just Me another either. network show, you know. Me either. I mean, we're now we're we're now two weeks without Raw Underground, so it looks like that might already be done. Well, that they referenced that on Monday, and um, they they want to keep it going, but right now it's an unnecessary risk. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Evan Wright uh, sent a super chat, and he says, "Any crazy New Japan matches you'd want to see if the Forbidden Door opens again?" Maybe FTR versus G.O.D., Darby Allen versus Hiromu, Ricky Starks versus Juice. Any thoughts? I definitely want to hear Ricky Starks and Juice just talk to each other. Uh, here's one for you. Omega and Okada. Give me that ten times. Give me that more. But really, I would like to see, um, I would like to see like sort of like a Team New Japan against a Team AEW. I think they've got enough star power to do that. But um, FTR versus Rapongi is one that I would really, really like to see. That stands out. But if you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, I've got an exclusive. I've been talking to wrestlers from New Japan and AEW all week about what they think about Harold May getting ousted and if it will help things. Subscribe to Fightful Select. I wouldn't mind seeing Omega and Ibushi reform a team and go after the titles. Yeah, I no? would love that. There's a lot of stuff they could do. A lot. To me... It, it doesn't make any sense not to. Right, I agree. I agree. And it's a win-win on both sides. Again, not to give away what's behind the paywall, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. But one wrestler <laughs> in New Japan was telling me, well, gosh, it would help out New Japan financially, AEW financially, and the wrestlers financially. So that seems like it's a pretty good deal to me. I agree. Yep, I agree. Let's talk about the old WWE draft. It's hard to get excited for this because they've already had a talent appearing on both shows. Uh, you had Braun Strowman on Raw two or three weeks in a row. Kevin Owens was on SmackDown. Bray Wyatt was on Raw. Dana Brooke and Drew Gulak already got moved over to Raw. But they're starting it anyway uh, on SmackDown this week. 
What are your expectations for this? I think based on what we've already seen, it's pretty clear Braun's going to be a Raw guy. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do Bray to Raw or KO to SmackDown, but I think one of the other is going to happen. What are your thoughts? What do you think the big moves are going to be? Maybe Sasha to Raw after the Bailey match. What are your thoughts? Well, it's a draft, so the whole roster is probably getting shaken up and switched and all that. So. Yeah, I mean like the big ones. Well, I mean, it's hard for me to say as a result of it's a draft. So, I, I mean, everybody is getting drafted. Like, it's almost like everybody starts off on no brand and then you get drafted over. I think you got to move. Gosh, I was going to say Viking Raiders three weeks ago, I would have said, but they're they're both hurt. They're gone. Yeah. They're probably not even in the draft pool. And I would have said the Usos a month and a half ago to get them away from New Day. Uh, I actually wouldn't mind New Day moving over to Raw. I, I was thinking, I was thinking Street Profits to SmackDown. Yeah, but I mean the Street Profits have the tag titles. The haven't Raw they, tag. Yeah, but haven't they haven't they moved them before? Yeah, not like that. They haven't had the Raw tag titles. Yeah, it was always the mid card title, eh? Yeah, it was always mm. that. And then the Universal and WWE title has yeah. been moved. Yeah. Because those are colors, but they're not called the SmackDown Championship. Yeah, type yeah, thing. you're right. And that's where they run into the issue with doing that right. instead of naming it something else. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard for me to say. I think Sasha and Bayley will end up on different brands, though, and they should. I agree. And uh, NXT, are they, uh, do you think they're going to be involved? Because there was a social media post suggesting it, and then Hunter said he didn't know. I don't think so. I think that they're being given Tony Storm and Ember Moon, and then that what they should do is say, oh, well, this person's contract lapsed after the draft. That should be the thing. If you want to make an excuse for somebody popping up at a different show, say their SmackDown contract ran out. Say their Raw contract ran out. They signed a new one. Right. Um, yeah, and Evan Wright says, Dana Brooke has been drafted to SmackDown Live. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Drew Gulak, too. I would also like to see Rollins go to one brand and Rey Mysterio go to another because yeah. I'm tired of it. I'd like to see Apollo maybe go over to SmackDown, keep the Hurt Business on Raw. You know what I mean? Some of yeah. these things we've seen 53,000 times. That's a good way to, to, to end it. So uh, I'd like to see all that happen. Yeah, and I think you got to keep uh, the Hurt Business on Raw because there's four of them and... On a three-hour show, they dominate less of the show than you would on SmackDown. I agree. I agree. Yep. Okay. And they got a program with Retribution coming up, probably. Yep. Now, in terms of as, as far as Sasha Banks versus Bailey, so they're doing the match Friday, uh, and I know that there was you know a lot of kind of chuckle about the fact that, that oh, that was sure, something they're... that you mentioned that they might do it on a SmackDown. You, yeah. You outright said that on the show. Yeah, and I and I actually don't hate the fact they did it. And and the reason is because, again, the business model has changed. And this is something that people have to try to understand. WWE's money no longer comes from pay-per-view. And so it used to be you save it for the pay-per-view, you maximize the buys. It's not like that now. Now your money's coming mostly from television. And so I have no problem with them doing the match on SmackDown because that's your primary client or one of, one of the two. The only thing that I, I would suggest is maybe you build it further Instead of they had the attack, they did a couple of promos, and now, boom, you're going right into the match. Maybe you stretch it out a little longer. But doing it on SmackDown, I have no problem with it. Because, again, that you, you appease your client. That's, Fox is one of their big partners now. I'd do it commercial-free. You could do that, too. Do Please do it commercial-free or do a bait-and-switch. It's one of the only times I won't complain about a bait-and-switch. Yeah. What else should I talk about? Let's talk about NXT injecting uh, fresh talent into the mix. Now, the first thing is, 
Um, what did you think about Ember Moon and Tony Storm both coming back within like minutes of each other? Kind of thing. A lot of people didn't even know that Tony was the video for Tony was going to air. Ember didn't. Ember had no idea. And then she does the return right after. That was a very confusing idea, but I don't hate it. I mean, why not? Just because they, it's not the way things have been done. I like people doing things opposite of the way things have been done for a long time. You immediately let people know, wow, Candace is a contender. Io Shirai is really good. Rhea Ripley wants a title shot, but there's also these two women, and one of them has been a world champion there. Oh, and the other one was a pretty good world champion or a UK champion overseas. That is a massive injection because, honestly, I expect them to lose Candice LeRae. I think they'll probably lose Aaliyah and Rhea Ripley. I think they'll lose them. So getting Tony Storm and... and when you say uh, lose them, you mean to the main roster? The main roster, yeah. Uh, and, like, they might call up Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. WWE loves to do that. Just random people. And Aaliyah's been on that that roster for like five, six years. She was on breaking ground five years ago, Jimmy Mm -hmm. on that documentary show. So it wouldn't surprise me to see her get called up. And I like them adding Ember moon and Tony storm. You're paying these people all this money and I get it. You're paying them these big downside guarantees. You might look at it and say, Oh, they need to be on Raw and SmackDown. Well, why not have them on the show that's struggling to hit 700, 800,000 viewers to bring that up, to bring the quality of it up. You need to make money for that show too, so I don't mind it. I agree, and I I think Rich Holland is a mon- he's a beast. Rich I think Holland, he'll be good. He's a beast. He kind of reminds me of like if Brock Lesnar or Kurt Angle had a baby, mm-hmm. it would kind of come out looking like Rich Holland. He's he's a, he's a beast, and I'm curious uh, what he's going to do. And Kushida, they're pushing. Yeah. Oh, be yeah. And they should. And yeah. they should. I yeah. like Kushida a lot. I got something for you to talk about. Yep. This Friday, Fox is doing a kickoff show for the season premiere of SmackDown, uh-huh. hosted by Booker T and Renee Young. Really? So she's still getting that Fox money. Well, she had, she she said that. Yeah, she's yeah. still working with Fox. Yep. And they found a way creatively, and she's being billed as Renee Paquette. As, Good as for her. That warms uh, my heart, Sean Rossap. Me too. Me Good. too. Good for her. Uh, I got nothing but positive things to say about Renee Paquette. Who could and, talk and, shit about Renee? Come on. Nothing. Who could talk? Really. I, I'll say this on this podcast. If you talk shit about Renee Paquette, you're a piece of shit. Because yep. Renee's, who could, who could not love her? She's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. I think it's a good idea from Fox. Why not? It'll outdraw whatever else you had there. It's yep. probably very low cost. And you're getting some of your money back on Renee Paquette. <laughs> <laughs> good for her. Good for her. Yeah, she, she had indicated she was she still had a relationship with Fox. Yes. But uh, that's good. And that's on the, the main Fox network? Uh, Fox. I think it's Fox Sports. Fox Sports. Yeah. Okay. 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 Good for her. Good for her. Boy, that'd be really cool if they had uh, CM Punk there, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, it says, okay. I'm, I'm trying to look. I, it doesn't even say. It doesn't even say. My God. doesn't say what? What channel? What channel? Uh, okay. Well, good for her. Uh, one other thing I want to mention, uh, kind of putting you over a little bit. You had suggested that WWE bring back Halloween Havoc, and they're doing it on October 28th, head-to-head with AEW Dynamite. Did you see the guy? There, there was a guy that posted it on Twitter. This is before they ever announced this. He posted it on Twitter. If WWE brings back Halloween Havoc, here's an idea for a logo. And basically yeah. what he posted, that's exactly one, what they did. 
Yeah, uh, a guy that follows us by the name of Juan, really good dude. That is exactly what they did. Identical to what he posted. And to me, it's like, why wouldn't you bring back Halloween Havoc? If you've got the IP, I agree. It is a familiar thing. There, there are how many people have I seen forever say, I miss sets. I miss unique sets. Well, by God, you're probably getting one right here. It might yep. just be a pumpkin and a, and a <laughs> Titantron, but you're yeah, getting a be. set here. Implement this stuff. Why not? I'm all for it. And it was so funny because I had there was somebody in the Fightful Facebook group. Go ahead and give that a clickety clack, guys. We don't promote that a lot, but he's like, oh, all these people mad about Halloween Havoc, and everybody commented, "What the hell are you talking about? Nobody's mad about that. They think no. it's a good idea." Yeah, it, I thought they'd do it this week to counter promote uh, the 30th anniversary or the one year anniversary, whatever it may be. I still remember. I still have some fond memories of Halloween Havoc, like when Barry Windham dressed up as Sting. Oh yeah, remember that? So I mean, they and there's stuff. There's concepts and brands that they should utilize. Like, why don't they do Battle Bowl? Battle Bowl was cool. Why don't they do it? I I think it was cool. I I liked it. I think it was cool. It was. It's a good way to kick off feuds and all. Yeah, yeah. They would have like the roster sitting there, and then they make them come together. Yeah, I liked it. And and you know, a lot of it is because Vince doesn't want to use stuff that he didn't create. But Battle Bowl was good, man. I would use it. You know, uh, Rob Wilkins says, JV, your thoughts on Eddie Kingston? Uh, he's okay. He's okay. Uh, I, I, I mean, he's, he's a decent promo. Um, decent promo. He's yeah. A he's I a, saw him cut a promo on a cookie and a bag of Sour Patch Kids. Oh, did you? Good. Okay. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. He's okay. He's, I, I'm glad he's getting an opportunity. I hate to use the term indie-rific because I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody. But sometimes you can see a, a talent, and we've talked about this with people in NXT. Sometimes you can see a talent, and you know that they're not going to do well on the main roster. You just know it. And, and again, going back to Bo Dallas, and I mean no disrespect, you knew Bo Dallas was not going to work out on Raw or SmackDown. You just knew it yeah. uh, because it wasn't the kind of character that was going to work on that roster. I look at Eddie Kingston. I can see why WWE didn't give him a chance. And I mean no disrespect to Eddie Kingston. I can see why WWE didn't give him a chance. So, but I'm I'm glad AEW is, you know. Yeah, uh, Zach Barber sends a really dumb super chat and says, "No issue with what? WWE using a dead man's father against him." Uh, I don't know the reference about Dusty Rhodes using using old WCW. Thing. Like I get it, some of those stuff like Great American Bash, it was very transparent. Halloween Havoc. Not so much. No, no. I have Not no problem. So if, if, if anything, you're honoring his legacy. Uh, yeah, I have no problem uh, with that at all. Don't know if you know, Zach, when Halloween Havoc started, but it was October of 89. Do, do you know where W or do you know where Dusty Rhodes was in October of 89? He's just a common man. Yeah, he was sitting in <laughs> WWF. So, like, listen, guys. Listen, guy, I, I've got this one guy on our Q&A show. I don't even want to give him the publicity. But he'll say stuff, like, he'll frame questions that's like, oh, Tony Mark and his, or Tony Khan and his Mark conference calls. And I'm like, Mark conference calls? Triple H does 15, 20 of them a year. 
like it'll be like little things like that, and then the next week it'll be like, oh, you, you took issue with me saying a mark conference call. Well, yeah, because it was very clear what you were doing. They're just you looking were, to pick a fight, Sean. Looking to pick a fight, and then this week somebody he said, well, I don't hear you saying stuff like fightful.com on the Tony Khan calls, and it's like, well, we do those to watermark the calls. That way other outlets don't just steal our shit that we're recording. You don't have to do that with AEW because they send copies of the calls out to people. Also, Tony Khan's only done one of them ever. So you're talking about like 20 Triple H calls a year compared to one Tony Khan call ever. My God, guys, you all would have been so just hurt in your hearts during the Monday Night War era. You all would have whimpered on your wieners <laughs> over and over. Oh, my God. Jeep. Jeep. What? Jim Cornette said, what about Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan? <laughs> well, he should focus on himself. A billionaire, Ted. Remember Sean Waltman's promo when he returned to WWE? He cut the mustard, Jimmy. <laughs> the mustard was cut. Oh, Brian uh, Adams just showed up on WCW <laughs> and he complained about the Montreal screw. Rick Rude! <laughs> Rick Rude! He doesn't even have a mustache! <laughs> Uh, oh we're gonna pull. God. We're gonna WCW. pull this clip out, and we're gonna use it somehow. WCW, somehow. can you believe they just ran a commercial where Sting was beating up Vader? But Vader's in WWF now, <laughs> and they had the gall to say this is where the big boys play. I don't think people in WWF are that little. What? Oh my. Mike Awesome is the ECW champion. You can't do that. <laughs> if you go to if you go to FightfulSelect.com after this, we're gonna do the list goes on. We're no, gonna talk. We're no, gonna talk. The lights are gonna go out and then come back on, and Jerry Lawler's gonna be there. <laughs> That's the ECW though. He can't do. He can't be over there. Why is Steve Austin dressed up like Hulk Hogan? on ECW TV talking about being held down. He's just bitter. He'll never get anywhere in his career being bitter <laughs> like that, Jimmy. Never, never. No. Steve Austin, who'd he ever beat? God. So, uh, com. the list goes on. We're going to talk about Lana. We're going to talk about dog collar matches. We're going to talk about Chris Jericho. We're going to talk about Miro, and we're going to talk about non-WWE, non-AEW promotions, how they're doing. Uh, and uh, a few, couple other topics too. So, FightfulSelect.com, list goes on. Check that out. Double A96 says the offer for Monday Night Live is still open for my aunt. I got offered financial financial means to seduce someone's aunt away from their general living area. So, I'm booked later this month, Jimmy. Uh, thank you guys for the super chats. Please leave a thumbs up. Please comment. That stuff helps a ton. Until next time, we're out. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcast, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.